Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Kion, and today I'm trying to shine some light, help you gain some clarity about one of the most confusing aspects when it comes to um, email marketing, and that is what is the difference between lists, segments, and tags, and perhaps fields, groups, audiences, any of these ways that you're describing groups of your subscribers. It can get incredibly confusing, and this isn't helped by the fact that um, different email marketing software sometimes uses a different terminology for these things. So for example, um, lists is known as audiences in MailChimp and groups in MailerLite. So if you want more guidance around how to translate (laughs) this terminology for your unique software, make sure to check out the um, special episodes around those um, pieces of email marketing software. However, in this episode, I'm going to stick to the most common terminology, and that is using lists, segments, tags, and fields. And the easiest way to think about this is these are um, different groupings of subscribers, and they kind of go up in a hierarchy. So in terms of how unique that data is to a given subscriber, um, so you'll have lists at the top, followed by segments and tags, and then fields. So typically, a list could comprise of lots of different segments, lots of um, different tags, and lots of different fields. Segments typically comprise of tags and fields and other data you might know about your subscribers and so on. Now, let's get stuck into what each one is and how you might use it. So we'll start from the top and lists are right appear right up there. And in fact, some software doesn't even allow you to have multiple lists. So for example, ConvertKit only has one list as their system and it uses segments and tags to identify the smaller groupings of your subscribers. MailChimp, while you can have multiple audiences, does make it incredibly difficult to do so. But if you do have software that allows you to have multiple lists um, or groups, then it is nice to have a few of them just to have really distinct groups of people. Now, remember, this is at the top of the hierarchy. So you want to think about these as um, really, really distinct groupings of people and also people that you would only send, like you would only send this email to that one list. You wouldn't send an email to multiple lists, for example. Having said that, though, someone can appear on multiple lists and that is totally okay. So what I mean by this, you'll typically have like a list perhaps for your newsletter or your regular updates. You might have one for your customers or your clients, so people who have purchased from you or who have booked in with you. Um, you might have um, course students or members, so people who have purchased particular programs. You might have ones for the way list um, for those programs. You might have distinct ones for webinars or even say for your welcome experience. So they're on one list while they're going through the welcome and then they get added to the newsletter later. So the idea here is that when you're going to send an email, you will only ever send it to one of these groupings at any given time. So they all have distinct functions. So 
Under lists, though, you could have multiple segments. And segments are really, really interesting because you can include a whole range of criteria to tell you who goes in that segment. So a segment can consist of multiple tags or multiple fields um, or a combination of those things. Um, Segments are dynamic. So what that means is they are continuously updating. So for example, you could use a date-based segment. So you could say the last, if they have not opened an email in the last 90 days. So you could create an inactive or an unengaged segment based on that. And as soon as someone crosses that 90 day mark, they are automatically added into that segment. Um, So they are dynamic. Um, You don't need to keep updating them. You just need to adjust the criteria to help it calculate, you know, who should be in that segment and who shouldn't. Now, um, exactly how segmenting works within each um, software does differ. The criteria you can use does differ. So definitely check out your unique software um, to see what options you have. But that's basically how they fit. And they fit under um, lists, for example, so that you could send, um, say, if you've got a client list, but you have a couple of different offers, you could create a segment for each of the different offers. So you know they're all clients, but sometimes you might ever only want to send an email to that particular segment of clients. Say, for example, people who have had a discovery call or a first strategy session versus those who are on a retainer package. Um, you can also do segments on things like their location, their interests, if Uh, As I mentioned, if they're engaged or unengaged or if they didn't open certain emails, if they're clients or not clients. So just these kind of fall under um, the list and are very, very useful just for these more dynamic situations that are constantly changing or in flux. Now, tags, on the other hand, are like little labels you can assign to your subscribers and you can virtually have as many as you want. So if you just think of it literally like if you had just a full, like each um, subscriber had like it was a cardboard cereal box on the shelf, and but you just wanted to add a little label to identify what was what and who belonged to what category. And you could add the same tag to multiple people, no dramas at all. People can have lots of tags or not. And it's just a way of identifying different people. And you can use these tags in your segments. Um, So these are generally really broad categories. Um, So I would have tags, for example, for the different types of lead magnets that someone might have signed up for. Or you might have tags for which package they have purchased or which specific products they've purchased or or interests. And the cool things about tags is you can either add them manually or you can include these as part of your automations. They're also handy to have a bit of a trail going on. So even if someone unsubscribes from a certain list or even if they are just moved or naturally like migrated from one list to another because they have progressed in um, their experience of working with you and engaging with you. The tags leave a trail so you can see where they've been in the past and the different things they have done in the past. Now, my quick tip when it comes to tags is to make sure you have a naming convention for them because they can very easily get out of control if you have, you know, hundreds of them because they can build up over time. So, for example, I would always have a tag for, you know, opt-in, colon, and then whatever lead magnet I have going on. And so they are all grouped together or webinar, colon, and that's there or purchase, colon, or interest column. So you can see how um, so all of the different, the similar types of tags all grouped together and it's easy to manage them and find them. 
So different things you might want to tag include the opt-in incentive they signed up for, maybe the product they purchased, a topic they're interested in, or even a web page they visited. Now, the final thing and the final layer here that I'm going to mention is fields. Now, fields isn't a grouping of subscriber. Fields is just extra information or data you might want to get on any given subscriber. But you can use this information um, in creating your segments. And typically, you have three different types of um you know, fields. You can have text-based fields where people can type in virtually anything they want. Similar to this could be also like numbers. Now, these aren't great for creating segments from or doing um, doing any automations from because they could vary so much even just on a character-to-character basis, but they are helpful um, for you to get some qualitative data or if you're doing um, some, some data research. Then, of course, there's date-based fields and you definitely might want to do some automations around these. So, the classic one is birthdays, but it could be last engaged date, last purchase date, last appointment date, or next appointment date, or due date of the baby. Um, You can come up with so many different ways. You can use date fields to trigger off automations and um, and to just know where your subscribers are in their journey with you. Or the third type is selection type fields. So drop downs, or check boxes, etc., which is a great way to get categorized subscribers when they have a choice of a, just a few things to um, go between. And they could even choose these on sign up so you can know if someone's beginner, intermediate, advanced, or if they're e commerce services, digital products. So you can get this data from them when they sign up, or you can add it later on based on things they do with you. And again, then you can use this information to create segments so you know who belongs in what grouping um, or not. So a classic example of where this is, I have gathered information around who is an e-commerce business versus a service-based business. And based on that, if I did run an e-commerce only sort of promotion or I sent out content that was relevant only to e-commerce, anyone who said I'm e-commerce, they're the ones who get that email, whereas um, the rest of my list don't because it isn't relevant to them. So they are very useful um, in that sense. So hopefully that's provided some clarity for you on how these all fit. It is a little bit um, more difficult to describe this verbally, but hopefully at least you're understanding that lists are at the highest level. Then you've got segments which are more dynamic and that tags are like little labels you can put on things and you can choose to add them manually or automatically. And then you use fields at um, at the lowest level of the hierarchy. So fields are the most unique to any given subscriber. So once you start to map it out that way, you just choose the way that works best for you. As I mentioned, I definitely recommend checking out the specific um, episode that I'm doing around your email marketing software. Hopefully I've covered it so far or it's coming soon where I describe, you know, a, a few more tips on how to get the most of your soft out of your software using those elements. I also go into great detail, of course, inside the email experience, my um, email marketing membership that teaches you all the things. Um, and it will tell you for each of your software exactly how I recommend setting up your um, lists or groups or segments. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can get on the wait list anytime at yaokion.com forward slash experience. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I would love to hear from you about what you have enjoyed from this episode or what you want to know more about um, or perhaps which software you want me to cover in um, the upcoming series. So please let me know over on Instagram. I am at Yale Keown and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. 
It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.